Yes, guys, what is good? You are tuned into Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. My name's Gerns, and welcome back to Mango Masala. I am joined by Halima and Simran. How are you guys doing? Back in the cup, man. Like, I know. wow, it's been a while since we've done a live show. Oh, what's up, guys? Yeah, it feels nice. It's so weird. Simran's first live show from her new location in Nottingham. I yeah. see you've got yourself a nice pillow now. Pardon? You got yourself a nice pillow now. Those have been there. Those have been my pillow since first year of uni. Oh, really? This has been my whole bed setup since my first year. Well, it all seems to be colour coordinated. You got those like yellowy, meadowy vibes. Repping mango masala, obviously. Um, She did that on purpose. Obviously, obviously. obviously. Two years in advance, I planned this out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. So, I think, let's just have a little bit of a catch-up, guys. How has everyone been Let's talk doing? about the hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. For the I am so here for this. Carlos has got, what is that, leopard, Ooh. cheetah? Yeah, leopard. He's got leopard print hair. Like, it's, I'm going to describe it. It's blonde with with leopard print, black and brown. It actually looks sick. Oh, like, who did that? We love to so see it. So, my sister, my younger sister actually did it. Shout out, Ava, Radica, whatever you want to be called. <laughs> Shout out to you, but yeah, basically she um, bleached it twice. That was the long bit. Nice. Um, yeah. And then you know, want to know how you do this? Yeah. Celery. You get celery no way. and you put it in dye, and then use no. that. No yeah. way. What What made you decide that you wanted to do that? So I've seen like um, quite a few people, like celebrities and that, do it. Like Tyler the Creator did it. Yeah, and also um, what's his name, Avanjogia. Shout out Avanjogia. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was I was in his book. You know, we're basically so, were you? Yeah, no way. Like, we're basically friends. Uh-huh. Not to sound um, stalkerish, but once he sent me an email, and within the email, the photo had a geotag. So I basically know where he lives. What's so, the heck? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we're, Bring so us we're, in. And he's commented on my Instagram. Yeah, I've, I've, okay, this is enough clout chasing now. Wow. But basically, he did it like three years ago. He did it like. Half his head red, half his head black, and then just the black, mm. a bit smaller. Mm. Um, so I think I would have actually liked to just do that, but I was like, I can't just copy him exactly as how he's done it. Yeah, you it. can. Oh, you guys are friends. Yeah, you <laughs> you like, wouldn't mind. But I thought, let's just keep it simple. So that's why I went for like the traditional, like, blonde, like... Leopard print. I did do... Like I said, I bleached it twice because the first time it was looking very yellow. And I was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want... have to tone it. Like, you have to bleach yeah. and then tone the whole purple shampoo thing yeah which i know now yep um, but this is the first time i've ever done anything to my hair and oh really yeah like i don't know why i feel like this is like very carlos like i feel like this is just something that you so do on brand in like, it like i'm really surprised to hear that this like, is your like, first time you with your normal hair i know it's weird though if i'm being completely honest though the novelty has semi-worn off for me i think because i'm now like a week and a bit into it i think the main reason is like it does it does not feel like my like my hair because like you know like when you bleach it obviously damages it quite a yeah. bit and it, mm. it, that that bit just doesn't feel the same mm. but i mean it's all right because you did it when it's short yeah you know and like yeah it, you, you can literally you just shave go, it and it'll go back exact, right exactly yeah. whereas women like we have to mm. like if you want to dye our hair and stuff bleach it but then like bro we've got inches 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 of hair that we then still need to keep on our head and look after yeah it's been a revelation not gonna lie but I'm actually surprised though that this is the first time you've done it. But do you know what? I back it. It looks very cool. It looks very sick. Cool. I'm actually so here for it. Thank mm. you. I do think I had this um, like what's it called? 
um, ignorance when I was younger that I thought, you know how obviously it damages your hair bleaching it? Mm. I think I thought that, like, once you do it, it's damaged for life. Oh, no, no. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why I thought that, but, like, yeah. So, here we are. Very so, cool. um, oh, at us on Instagram, at Mangamus on the radio. What's what the do next? you want? What? Yeah, exactly. What do you I want to do I was going to say that. Next? I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea, you know. Yep. I'm gonna compile. I'm gonna compile polls, and I'm gonna do suggestions because I've seen people do this on TikTok with all different designs and stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> if it grows out enough next week, what? Do it again. I'll do that for you. I'll do. I'll do another pattern for you. She's gonna do a what? Another pattern. You know what? I'll back that. You know. You know what? We guys, should do it here, just right here what, in the guys, studio. We are live on radio. I think I need a bit of time to process this. Also, You've got a week to mentally prepare yeah, yourself. Whatever Simran does is gonna be how I enter my twenty-fifth birthday. Oh, and damn. I'm a bit like, I don't want. Are you keeping this set for your twenty-fifth? Nah, because I feel like by the time I get there, I feel like I'm gonna have to shave it like before uh, then, because like it's already growing out the roots, a bit. Yeah. I'm starting to look like him, um, Eminem, a bit. Like, you know, oh, like the blonde I wouldn't hair. say that. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, when it starts to grow out properly, yeah. it's going to look... Wait, wait when is it your birthday? 15th, so... How you feeling? Oh, I feel like because, obviously, I've had you and, uh, like, another one of my like, close friends has turned him 25 as well. So, like, I feel like the it's not it's not going to hit me like a ton of bricks. You've eased into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you, you took one for the team. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling, like, obviously, um, a few weeks now into 25? Um, <clears throat> honest to God, same as always. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I was making such a fuss. <laughs> yeah. um, I, feel, I feel the same. Like, nothing really has changed. Um, I start my job next week. Oh. Um, on the Well, actually, it'll be on, it's in the 11th, so I don't, next, next week. As in, like, we've got one more show before I start my job officially. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I feel like that period, like, when you... By the way, guys, I've been ill. I'm not ill anymore. I've just got, like, a residual cough. Yeah. You know, but... it's weird as well, because everyone's getting ill now, but it's like, oh, COVID. But it's, it's not COVID. It's, it's just, not. It's just people that are just Everyone's yeah. forgotten that flus yeah. and colds exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, literally. I got So I, I have the flu and, like... I, so I was away. I caught it while I was away. And then I came back and everyone like oh my whole family has just been really ill but also it's like you know when you're in public and like for example i've got a cough like i've all my symptoms have gone um i've just got like a residual cough now but even when i'm in public i'm just bare like i'm tentative about coughing in public because i know people look at me and be like covid 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 <laughs> and i'm like no it's not that it's literally just it's it's like it's that time of the year in it like season change and like freshest flu and all that kind yeah. of stuff like Bro, fresh as flu hit us so hard this week. I'm still getting over it. My voice is still gone from it, as you can tell. But why Um, does it feel so much more now, like this time, like this this year, like everyone's so much more paranoid? Because I feel like this time last year, Mm. people were getting ill, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, COVID, oh my gosh, COVID. I feel like, is it maybe because this time we feel properly, I feel like this time it's like we're properly out, out. People weren't getting ill last year, like I think because like you know we were saying like people were inside sanitizing their hands, masks mm. on, like we weren't exposed to germs. And I think now also we were so we're exposed to such little germs. Now we've gone straight back into it. It's like hit us tenfold. Yeah, I don't feel I don't remember getting ill last year actually. Like usually mm. like this is like flu season in it. Fair. I don't remember that last year, but yeah. this year, and also yeah, Carlos, yeah. I think because like people are out now as well. Like even if you did get ill last year, you just stay in your yard and like it's fine. Yeah. Whereas now everyone's just interacting. With well, 
also um obviously not telling people what to do but it is come around to flu season again so if you're eligible for flu jab i think everyone's eligible it's just some people might have to pay for it but base don't quote me on that but basically if you are able to get your flu jab make sure you contact your gp and get that sorted because obviously covid is one thing flu is another and i've been speaking to medicals aka my dad recently and apparently flu is like really bad one year not so bad the next year and this year it's bad so basically everyone look out for yourselves yep you know what guys a bit of a tangent but speaking of like medical stuff and turning 25 um i had to have my smear test recently oh yeah so oh my god i was thinking about this and when i should get mine so you get it automatically like before the few weeks or like a month or two before you turn 25 they send um they'll send you a letter so like it's automatic how they do it um <clears throat> but yeah so i got i got a letter of post i had to book my smear test um nice so have you had it i have had it and like my results came back and you know alhamdulillah i'm fine like i'm not i've got i've not got any ab- abnormalities or anything like that for those of you who don't know smear test is basically like um a cervical screening that is um it's not ma- it's not mandatory is it but uh, it's not mandatory but you can only get it once you're 25 yeah so basically like you ha- the nhs um calls like women when they turn 25 um to go and get their smear test done and a cervical screen- screening for like any abnormalities or like cancerous cells and things like that um, um and for anyone at, at home that might be worried about did you mind talking <clears throat> yeah 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 about... yeah so basically it is i'm not gonna lie like before i went i was like i was really nervous um because obviously it is like not to be graphic but it's basically like this um glass speculum that they do insert inside of you and then they have to like crank it open a bit and then they like swab your cervix essentially um having said that it was over a lot quicker than i thought it was it was probably the whole process was like from from like insertion to swabbing it was probably like a minute maybe even less than a minute so like it was really quick um i would definitely say like i understand obviously like people might be apprehensive they might be a bit worried it's not painful it's at most it's it's like uncomfortable it's not massively painful um if you're worried like just bite the bullet and go in it because at the end of the day it's your health like it's actually your health the healthcare professionals they know what they're doing it's a tried and tested method um and ultimately it's better to be safe than to be sorry like the reason why the government have mandated it is because it's such an important thing to have like for the sake of like public health right and individual health as well so um yeah it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be to be honest and did you feel comfortable throughout it like as in like oh yeah 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 yeah, definitely definitely like obviously like i said that the the nurses that do it they're so oh my god i just remembered having an appointment in my head (laughs) i just remembered having another appointment um what was i saying yeah the nurses obviously like that that's their profession that's their job in it that's what they do day in day out they probably do numerous smear tests like they know how to make you feel comfortable if you're worried if you're anxious about it like you can go and you can tell your nurse like you know i'm feeling a bit anxious about it they'll help you throughout you know they'll give you tips and they'll make you feel comfortable and all that kind of stuff so yeah guys if you're if you're worried it's understandable but also don't let it stop you from getting it because of how important it is and know that when you get there you will be look after you will be looked after mm-hmm. i mean, there is a whole other debate isn't there about why you have to wait to 25 <laughs> you're 25 yeah there are in numerous cases of women who are under 25 who end up getting um, ovarian cancer or other 
like illnesses yeah. related to this that could have maybe been prevented if they had actually had the smear test. Yeah, so yeah. It doesn't yeah, really yeah. make any sense to me. Why would you not just do it like younger? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, know. I think I think it's probably just like they're saving on resources because it's like so once you do it when you're 25, and then you do it. I think every three years mm. you go back for a smear test or something like that every couple of years. Um, and I guess for them it's just like if they increase the if they have like a higher threshold, then it's like less resources, but also like what People we pay taxes die. for. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like we're we're paying the taxes so we can have a have a health service. Um, it is it is yeah it is bookie like. Have read some debates and stuff about it about people wanting to lower the age for the smear test. I know you know what I do support it. It is like I said, it's an important thing. Yeah, but going back off the tangent <laughs> now. Obviously, you were talking before about birthdays, and it is now. I'm sure Simran will agree with me. The best month of the year. Simran, is it your birthday this month as well? Yeah, girl. Twenty second of October. Oh, a week, a week after Carlos's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. A week after. Whatever, man. Yeah. September, whatever. September. Libra season. Yeah. Classic. I, I was saying this, like, I I don't really buy astrology in that, and yeah. I don't really get into it. But, Halima, you are one of the most Virgo people. Swear <laughs> down! Like, because... literally, like, I've said this when I think, don't think you were here, but, like... Swear down! Weird. Yeah. Because I, I, would say, I was just about to say the same thing, but the opposite, because, okay, I also don't believe in astrology because, you know, it's Shrek and I'm a Muslim, mm. but, like, I... Whenever I do read anything about Virgos, I'm like, there's some stuff that I'm like, okay, yeah, that is a bit of me, but then some stuff that just misses the mark completely, and I'm like... I, I really what what makes you think I'm such a Virgo? I think it's just the people that I know that are Virgos are all the same. Like yeah, they all got oh, that really? that very. I mean, I, you know what I think it is? I think it's because Virgos are born at the beginning of the school year, so they automatically have that sense of like confidence, etc. Because they're older, oh, I feel like yeah. maybe that's like the sort of yeah, yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah. going on. Okay, okay, but, interesting. Yeah, Simran, do you have any plans for your birthday yet? Yo. I don't know, like I don't know, not really at the moment. I was gonna get into it, but it's actually a little bit too deep to discuss on radio. But I don't oh, know. Damn. I'm a bit in between. I'm in a couple of minds. I don't know. How old are you gonna turn? Twenty two. Twenty two. Taylor Swift year. You know what? My twenty second birthday. Oh, I'll tell you. Shall Swift I tell year. you guys about my twenty second birthday? Sorry to steal the spotlight again, <laughs> but like I'm just gonna. Shall I? Shall I? Since Simran, well, if it's worth telling, it's worth telling. Since since Simran doesn't want to divulge about her plans, shall I just tell you guys about what I did on my twenty first birthday? Spent it in the hospital in Ljubljana, guys, in Slovenia. <laughs> so basically, I was interrailing um, with <coughs> my sister, my friend, and a cousin. And then on my actual, the day of my birth, like my birthday, my 22nd birthday, we went to, you know, Lake Bled in Slovenia. Yeah. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Like it's this magical, beautiful, crystalline like lake. And it's got like this island with a castle in the middle and it's beautiful. Then we were cycling around that lake and my sister doesn't know how to cycle. So she got a scooter instead, but then she hurt herself on the scooter. But basically a few days before she was doing parkour and she first sprained her like ankle there so then when she hurt it again it was it was like basically double hurt so this time it was like she and my sister's the kind of person who like her pain threshold is insane and like she will like be on death stone she will not make a scene so like the fact that she was saying that she's in pain it was a big deal however you know when you go traveling in europe you need to have like an ehic card yeah we didn't have that guys and we didn't have medical insurance either we were just 
traveling on vibes traveling on vibes oh, so then we had to and like, by the, where we were lake bled it's in this like little it's not even in like the capital of slovenia it's like it's like this little town so then there was only like one hospital there which we had to like get the hospital was even like a five minute walk but because she couldn't walk the ambulance had to drive like to her and, it, and it's like around the corner yeah and then when they got there they had to send her to a different hospital in like a bigger city because their hospital didn't have like the facilities to basically treat her um and in the end it was fine like they just gave her crutches and all that kind of stuff but and by the way guys i am a birthday freak i was not happy obviously (laughs) at the time i wasn't saying anything i was just biting my tongue because i thought this girl is not all right let's just make sure that she's like healthy first and then by the time we left the hospital that evening Oh my god! I went skits at her. I told her you ruined my birthday. <laughs> you ruined my birthday. It took all the attention off you. Honestly, I was fuming. How, se- yeah. how selfish! It was selfish. <laughs> every, out of every day you could have picked to sprain your ankle, you picked my special day. But yeah, that's how I spent my twenty-second birthday, guys. Oh, that's great. Thank- thanks for that, Hilly. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But one final. Carlos, what are your plans? <sighs> I'm just going away for the weekend. Oh, where are you going? Hebden Bridge. Where? Hebden Bridge. Hebden Bridge? <laughs> yeah. Where's that? At Halifax. Oh, I mean, like, it's scenic, like right? Yeah, it's like a staycation. Yorkshire? Yeah, yeah, like just about, yeah. Like near Huddersfield and that. It's yeah, like Halifax. a bit of a staycation. Oh, yeah. Basically, just to go there and do absolutely nothing. Also, you is coming out on my birthday. So, so you just want to sit and binge? Probably. That's, yeah. was it like you and Mianka's going together? Yeah. So oh, that's nice. cute. What, are you going to stay in like a little cottage? Yeah. yeah, we've been there, but we weren't in summer, so it's a nice Oh, oh that same place. That was yeah. cute. Shout out um, Fairy Cottage with Mags and Gra um, on Airbnb if anyone wants to go look at it. You know what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It's, they're very um, hospitable as well. Aww. So, yeah. What's there to do around there? Just like walking and stuff like that? Like? Yeah, if I'm being honest, when we went there like last time, I was like very much like burnt out. So literally, you needed that rest. I, I, yeah, yeah. And, like they've got a hot tub as well, which is obviously nice. But they've like, got what? A hot tub, which is obviously oh. nice. But like, so basically, that was the full extent. Didn't really leave that much. But obviously, yeah. there is loads to like walk around and if you but want. I feel like to that's do what it. I feel like at this age, like that's what you need. Like when you go on holiday, like you actually need like just rest, respite. You know. Yeah. But, you know, it should be good. But one final thing I wanted to ask on this topic of, like, awesome and that is I was driving here today and, obviously, the weather's not the best outside. And I was oh, literally thinking, guys. Of, yeah, I was thinking about how, like, Halima will be moaning guys. and all this and that. But I actually, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Like, I'm kind of, like, I, not necessarily <laughs> the rain, but I think my favourite weather, actually, is, like, very, like, Oh, oh wait, it's God. it's dry, but it's like overcast, very like Twilight esque. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, that. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. I absolutely do not no, know what you mean. I kind of, I kind of like it. So I, I wanted to ask: Is like autumn and winter with like the bad weather and stuff? Does it always have to be a bad thing, or can it be like positive as well? Like in terms of like you feel all cozy and stuff like that. I'm glad you brought it up because I've been dying to talk about it for a hot minute. Do you know what, guys? I'm sorry, Simran. You know what? You answer first because. What I'm gonna say? I is know. Like, go ahead. Go ahead, guys. I hate it, yeah. guys. I absolutely bloody hate it. I I, I cannot Surprise. tell you. I cannot honestly, honestly, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't explain to you how I'm. I'm terrified, guys. I'm terrified. I feel like I've got a very bad feeling about this winter. I'm like, I'm, I am SAD gang. I'm not gonna lie. Like, mm. I get very affected by like weather. It really affects my mood. It affects my well being. Like. 
and and this country like the the winters are just terrible like they're cold it get you get like three hours of of daylight and it's not even like proper daylight it's like gloomy daylight and it's rain and especially in the city it's always rainy and wet and like you just don't feel like doing anything and like but i hate it do you it. not like it or like when yes all that's happening outside but then you're like inside like maybe some candles lit watching tv like and you're really warm and you can hear the rain outside like do you not no. like that no no do you know what like maybe maybe one off instances but my guy it's nine months <laughs> It's nine months. Like, it's starting now, October. So, Helena say British winters are nine months. Yeah, they are. They are. Come on, Carlos, don't kid yourself. You a know whole, we get about... A whole pregnancy term for winter. You get, you get about three days of summer in this country. Come on, man. I hate it. I honestly, God, and do you know what, guys? I'm going to be honest with you. Growing up here, I never thought about leaving this country because, like, my whole family are here. Like, my community is here. Like, I'm comfortable here. It's home, blah, blah, blah. The older I get... The more convinced I am that I'm, ju- I'm, I'm going, I'm going because why am I gonna stay on an island that is v- bad vibes anyway? Yeah, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into that in the later bits of the show as to why there's, there's so much of a more mess than usual. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, on. it's just bad vibes anyway. But then also the weather just makes it te- like such a terrible experience. Like, mm. if if I know that the 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 doom and gloom might like makes me miserable, why would I choose to stay on an island where it's literally like that for nine months of the year? Uh, so that's Halima's side of things. Simran, <laughs> Simran, what do you think? I like summer as well, like, but you're right, there's like, we don't get summer here. And summer in the UK kind of sucks anyway, because it's either too hot to function and we don't have AC or nothing in this country, like, and it just gets all gross. Like, it's just not holiday vibes. And then also, I don't know, I've always said, like, I like October because my birthday and Halloween is like the best holiday of the year, in my opinion. Mm. Um, November sucks, nothing good happens in November. And then um, December's only good until Christmas. And then after that, you've got January, February, March, April to deal with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And those months uh, suck. I feel, it's terrible. I feel like, um, Mayanka, if you're listening, obviously I don't mean your birthday. But uh. um, January and February, like, I'm just kind of a bit like, I feel like post like that Christmas New Year yeah. vibe, it does go into. That's why you have the blue Mon- blue Monday thing in January because it is literally what have you got to look forward to? Yes, we're moving forward to summer, but at the same time, like that's <gasps> ages away. Moving forward to summer is still three four months away yeah, at that exactly. point. Like, look how starved we are. Look how starved we are of good weather that we're doing countdown yeah. from three months before. I feel like we need like more bank holidays. You know why are they all in summer? Like, obviously, yeah. it's good because we get days off and the weather's nice, yeah. touch wood. But I feel like we need more in the actual days where people are going to be, like, their most feeling down and stuff, you know what I mean? Do you know what the thing is, yeah? Like, me and my cousin, we talk about this all the time. It's actually appalling because you see me, yeah? Like, look at me, guys. Look, at you see this melanin, yeah? I wasn't built for this climate. Like, I actually was not built. I see this as an act of colonial violence. <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I suffering? This is genuinely a structural continuity of colonial violence. Get what? me out of here right now. What? Bad weather? The fact that I'm in this island because me, I'm not meant to be here. The way my skin and my melanin is set up, I am not supposed to be here, guys. I'm not. I'm actually not built for this. Like Physiologically, I'm not built for this weather. I'm not. I'll start a GoFundMe to get Halima Oh, out. get me deported, man. Pretty Patel, come on. Uh, I'll give you my address. Um, I mean... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, 
I'm terrified. Just to be you know clear, what? Another thing is, as well, this guys. This is all satire, by the way. Oh, this yeah, is sure satire. it is. Ha, 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 ha. Another thing as well, I'm obviously anemic. I'm, yeah. I'm very anemic. So, like, the cold, I, I hate. I'm terrified of the cold. It hurts. The cold hurts. Do you not find that the cold hurts? Um, I mean, a bit. Yeah, it's painful. I hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. scared. I'm so scared about this winter, man. Right. We're going to have a little music break whilst Halima, like, sobs into the microphone. But anyway, Carlos, you knew I was gonna winch. Yeah, I knew, I knew it. Like, I don't know why. Why did I decide to talk about this? Like, literally, why? Like, it could only go one way. Yes, Joy Crooks, when you were mine on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. Another blessing. Yep, yeah, another blessing on my birthday. Her album dropping. Oh so. my god, I love her. Actually, guys, I love her. Like Joy Crooks, if you're, you're not listening, but like I love you. <laughs> what do you mean you're not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah do you, you are. Know? She is. How she is. She is. She is. She is. <laughs> Joy Crooks, I love you. I have every faith that Joy Crooks is a oh, regular so tuner in. She's so sick, guys. So do you want to know something really sad? Her <clears throat> her tour tickets went on sale. Oh. And I was literally late by one day, and they sold out in Manchester. Wait, as in, what do you mean by one day? As in, like... You... As in, like, I didn't buy it on the day. They sold out in a day. Manchester oh. tickets sold out in a day. To be fair, I'm not surprised. It's not that. my fault. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm so annoyed because literally I'm going with, like, my two of my friends. Well, I was supposed to go with two of my friends. And they took a day to let me know if they were still on it. And by oh. the time they replied to me and I went to buy the tickets, they were gone. Fair. However, I do think, like, they'll probably... Some people will be, like, reselling them on Twickets or something nearer to the time, I think. Yeah, it's just annoying when people do that and they sell them for like loads more than they actually. I don't. Well, I don't think Joy Cooks will be selling them that much more, to be honest. You know. I hope. I, I hope know. not. Hopefully. Anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah. I'm. St- I'm determined. I'm determined to find a way to go. Fair enough. No, I can definitely understand that. And like, obviously, that track, the new video for it's come out, which I haven't seen, but I've seen. Oh, st- I've seen, I've I've seen, seen stills from yeah, it. And she yeah. looks really nice. So. Yeah. So obviously, we talked a bit before about how. Halima wants to get off this island and I think now more than ever there are a lot of reasons or more reasons than normal why <laughs> you might be feeling that way so yeah. I wanted to just we'll go into um the other one after the other um music break but first of all let's talk a bit about the current situation with petrol oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to my understanding what's happened here is because of a number of factors apparently such as covid brexit etc well mainly brexit i think we've got a shortage of um hgv drivers here um a lot the way it relates to brexit is because basically following brexit they like before brexit they could literally drive in and out if they were part of the eu um whereas now they can't do that so they're like oh might as well just stay home rather than like coming here and doing also that as work well, like from what i've heard is that the um the fact that the conditions to be like a hgv driver were really really terrible it's like you get what i think the average salary was like 32k but they'd be working like mm. um uh, 50 60 hours a week um yeah. very really unsociable hours traveling cross country all the time obviously compromising on their family life their social lives mm-hmm. um and they'll compensate it's compensated by music like 32k a year and also obviously since a lot of them were like you know um european and, and things like that like not not british basically like obviously they're also in a country that is like hostile to them you know mm. and so obviously that's led to there being a shortage <clears throat> of drivers which then led to a shortage of fuel in a small number of petrol stations yeah but <laughs> obviously 
Britain's being <laughs> British people. Absolutely manic. Yeah. We're like, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of petrol. Ah, what do we do? Panic buying, which then leads to the people that weren't panic buying, panic buying because they're worried about the panic buyers. And now we actually have landed ourselves in a fuel crisis Ooh, because there's no there's it's no petrol. Like, I, luckily, you I, ha- write it. I, I haven't write actually it. been yet, but I've seen like the petrol stations, like people queuing up ages and people are like going really early in the morning to catch it mm-hmm. like i sent my mum to fill up my car because i thought there's no way i'm gonna sit half an hour in a queue for a petrol station and and you know what actually as well like it's better up north than it is down south as well like down south apparently it's worse True. like some of the stuff that I've, like some of the queues that i've seen in london are nuts yeah. have you had to try and fill up your car at simran i needed petrol like my car was low on fuel and i was like um i'm screwed um, obviously, I don't really drive it around while I'm at uni, but in my head, I was like, oh my God, so <laughs> Um, um, Yeah, well, that really threw me off. Um, you don't really drive around at uni. I need, yeah, I don't really drive around at uni, but I was like, just in case I have to drive the three hours back home, I need petrol, like, otherwise, you know it's not good so the other day we were like we had to wake up at six in the morning we were in an uber oh, on the way to the club and we were interviewing and we were like so what do you think of the petrol pandemic yeah. how are you coping what's the best time of day to go oh my god we were, we were interviewing the uber he literally could not care less than what we were saying to him um and then he told us to go at like six in the morning so we were like all right we're gonna go at six in the morning uh, on this one day and like we're just gonna get petrol blah blah and then the day after we were just kind of like dying in bed just a bit hungover and we were like okay i was like we need to leave the house i, like, I don't get how long we sit in a queue for we're gonna go get petrol so it went and to be fair we only sat in the queue for like 15 minutes um six in the morning no it's like 3 p.m oh, um oh, and then so i didn't go i prepared and i then, did the mental um, preparation but i didn't no 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 we did not go and then um they had a 35 pound limit which was fine for my car because i've only got a little car um so i was managed i managed to fill up with that much not the whole tank obviously but like the amount i had left i was able to fill up the remaining with the 35 pound limit but i was like a if you had a big car b if you need more petrol than that what do you do yeah you just have to keep going repeatedly and keep wait, waiting on i would have to go yeah go queue up again it's just such a it's, but, um, such a it's ridiculous it is stupid it's such a funny thing about brits isn't it like the manic like the literally the, the, the mania what was it the toilet roll the flour yeah. the pasta at the beginning petrol. of the pandemic we just don't learn it's so characteristic but also one thing i wanted to raise as well is that obviously so now like Boris Johnson has given Priti Patel like the go ahead to basically change like immigration and like visa laws to allow um you know foreign HGV drivers to come in but until Christmas right because now they're they're seeing the fact that the shortage of shortage shortage of HGV drivers is going to affect Christmas um so they've given them the go ahead to come in and basically work here and then there was this one interview by uh, a Polish HGV driver who um was really poignant to be honest and and, and honestly like I, th- I think he, he he put it perfectly where he said that um you know migrants are not a tap that you can just turn on and off and and you know like let in and let out as and when you please um and um sorry <clears throat> and he was saying that you can't just let them in and out as you please and he you know he was just basically talking about the fact that like why would we come and like work for a country that is like so ungrateful to us and like so like hostile to us and literally is only letting us on letting us in for their benefit and already on the premise that they're going to kick us out when we're of no use to them you know 
Mm. Um, and and it speaks to like this <clears throat> great British arrogance, I think. Like this this British arrogance, you know, that they believe that everyone just wants to be in Britain. That Britain is this promised land that is so good and it's so full of opportunities and like, you know, the government are so benevolent and people are just absolutely dying to be here just because they want to be here and not because they're forced to be here, you know, like it's just that assumption is just it's crazy like it's actually like why are you so arrogant to assume that people are absolutely grappling to be here Mm. even people that the word like wanting is such like people can want to be here but they're not want to be here do you know what i mean like it's it's out of desperation that's what i mean exactly exactly it's compulsion like people are here literally Mm. for financial reasons to provide and like make a living not because this country is so great and they're treated so well and the government is so benevolent not not because of those things because they're not true it is mad when you i keep do keep on thinking like i think i think the pandemic especially has really made me like really think about how we we are just this tiny little island like what and we are we think we're so much more important than we actually are when realistically like there are a lot of countries out there if obviously i'm not trying to start world war three like before ofcom say anything but um they could literally obliterate us if they wanted. Like we, we're not, we're not significant. We just think not even, not even just in terms of like <clears throat> military power or whatever else, but just in terms of like how progressive the country is or how advanced and how like obviously Britain is <clears throat> looked at as like this. You know, everyone wants to be here because it is, and it's a very Western kind of like arrogance. I think like Americans, I know, also feel this thing where they believe that, you know, immigrants are, they all want to be here because Britain is so great and it's so progressive and it's such a great place to live and it's full of opportunities and prosperity. It's not the case. Like how Mm. is a, my guy, like, especially in the pandemic, what have we seen? We have seen how depraved and deprived like British society actually is. How is a footballer going to come and beg you, man, to feed your children? But these times you want to be looking at like, Eastern Eastern European Donnies as though they're dying to be here because your country is so great. You can't even feed your kids. Mm-hmm. You can't even feed the kids in your country. What are you talking about? When we look at like domestic violence, we look at the NHS, we look at the way that workers have been treated, frontline workers, you know, all of these things. Like this country is not as progressive as, as it touts itself to be. Mm-hmm. So people aren't here because of this like, you know, ideological kind of belief that, um, you know, Britain is so liberal and great. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm you go to other countries and they're so much more progressive than britain is you know they're so mm. much more like the society is just better the the citizens are so much better catered catered for yeah is what's it called the thin layer like what's that is it the, the iris in the eye like you oh, know what sorry? i mean like the iris in the eye like sort of like that like thin translucent layer which basically like it's a very thin veneer of yeah, stability yeah yeah that's it one thing i did want to talk about is obviously this fuel situation has been caused by it's been caused by something that actually happened but then it's like people like panicked or there was rumors spreading yeah so like what do we think like the next thing will be because obviously the toilet roll situation happened and we were like surely that wouldn't happen surely people (laughs) after like people like were so silly with that that wouldn't happen again yet here we are so like what do you think the next thing would be like you know what? You can't even predict it. I'm seeing. Um, obviously, this doesn't concern me, but I'm seeing people talk about pigs in blankets, shortages oh of pigs gosh. in blankets. <laughs> Can I just say, as someone that um does um consume pork, pigs in blankets, in my opinion, overrated. 
in my don't opinion. have an opinion on that. Simran. Yeah, I was thinking about I've had one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I don't rate them to be honest. Uh, I must have like on Christmas or something, but if I can't remember, then I'm guessing they probably are. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of a lot of English food is overrated. They bang on about like I'm not a massive hater of like English cuisine. I know we've spoken about this before. Like you know, you have mm. the roast dinner, the English breakfast. Like I'm all here for that, but it is overrated. Mm. I don't get it. It's nice, but I don't get the hype. Yeah, Helena, we know, we know, we get, we get. Do you know what? Do you know them like Buzzfeed videos where it's like, oh, like Jamaican mums try other Jamaican. There was one that I was scrolling on my YouTube the other day, and it was like English mum try other English mums food, and I thought, like, how is that? How is that even like a thing? Like like Yorkshire puddings or something like. Not even that, but it's like what culinary prowess is needed for there to be like, for there to be any kind of like judging. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's subjective, but like, I do get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> subjective. <laughs> but I do get, like, again, it's this, it's similar to like the way people kind of big up, like, oh, everyone wants to be in the UK. They do the same thing with their food, realistically. Oh, 100%. Like... 100%. And do you know what? I just want to say something. I know we've said this so many times, guys. South Asian food is the best food. Well, you know what, Halima, I'm not very happy with you because oh, I replied to your story <laughs> of you making chicken I curry. I made the most bossing chicken curry, chicken and potato curry yeah. yesterday. It was delicious. Mm. Everyone in my house was like flabbergasted by how good it was. I'm not going to lie, guys. I think it was the best chicken curry I ever made. And Carlos replied like, oh, like, oh, give... I basically put it on my story like, oh, I wish I could feed this to you. And Carlos was like, you can, you just choose to be selfish. Mm. Carlos, what you don't understand, there's seven people living in my house. <laughs> like, there's actually seven people living in my house and we're all curry munchers. We all love curry. There's nothing left. But do you know what I'm going to do? Next week, I'm actually going to bring you... I'm going to actually cook you a fresh... I'm saying it live on radio. <laughs> you can hold me to account now. I'm actually going to bring you on a fresh batch next week. Yeah, legally binding contract. There we go. Like you, yeah. That's it. You can find me now. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm telling you, I will. I actually will. Yeah. Yeah, because I, for one, have heard too much of Halima boasting about her cooking skills to not have even had the chance to actually try them. I will. What's your spice level like? Yeah. Go for it. I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, after, after that, after doing, that yeah, spice video. Yeah, literally, after uh, doing that, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, I'll bring them in. Yeah, so we've got that to look forward to next week. Obviously, when Simran's in the studio with us. Very exciting times. Hi guys, I've made, I've made a mini holiday. I'm going to Liverpool on Thursday after my lecture. My first week of uni and I've already planned a trip away. <laughs> That's what um, uni's for though, man. That's what like now that I'm like not in uni anymore, I actually miss like how spontaneous you could be when you're in uni because it's like obviously you have commitments in terms of lectures and work and stuff like that, but also not really. <laughs> your first, first, first week, like it's chill. Forget about first week, my entire way through, I was just like, uni was just one big holiday for me, I can't lie, like, just... Oh my god, oh my god, me and my friend were talking about this yesterday, we had the longest discussion, we were like, why does no one in the UK take uni seriously? Like, (laughs) the UK has some of the best unis in the world, yeah, we all get into these unis, like, we go to sick unis or whatever, do sick courses, none of us take it seriously, like, I couldn't not tell you, like, how many exams I've ever taken seriously, especially since the pandemic hit. These online exams, yeah, they were a joke. Yeah. A joke. Yeah. Even my real life exams before the pandemic did not take anything seriously. Didn't take a coursework seriously. Like I always thought like Because the education system's a scam, man. It's a scam. Allegedly. But it's just it's crazy. Scam. I just don't I like I, I can't tell you any of my friends that take it seriously. Like no one really bangs out. The thing is, I feel like when we're saying take it seriously, 
I feel there is like a sense of like nuance to that in terms of I maybe not for Halima, but <laughs> I know me me personally. Obviously, I get what you're saying in terms of like it was very relaxed, and I do get what you're saying in terms of like when I was in like exams or whatever, I was kind of like it is what it is, mm. like sort of thing. But at the same time, like I know some when you were like this as well, because obviously you were like here whilst you were doing your final year, and like you still like got like a bit of stress about it. It's it's kind of like. But I feel like that's maybe like the best way to be in terms yeah, of like... Yeah, I definitely was stressful. I'm not saying I didn't work hard because I definitely worked hard. But there definitely was like, I didn't also, I never really stopped chilling as well. Like I never yeah. stopped socialising and stuff like that. Like if it was really that bad, I wouldn't have come to radio every week. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have, like we were still going out and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was just, I don't know. It was but just I feel a like bit... that's a good thing about uni exactly. though. Like you can just be like, you can actually be, obviously, like I said, there are commitments in terms of work and stuff, but they're not... Like, it's not like a nine-to-five job where you have to go in at this time and you have to be there yeah. for these hours. It's, like, it's obviously, like, all self-directed, like, isn't it? So, like, you could just A-Lev be spontaneous. Was, A-Lev was romantic. A-Lev was romantic. Like, we used to bang out, like, more than 10, 12 hours a day in the oh, library. I'm not even thing. joking. We would take we used to take that so seriously, like, sit there and bang out work. I've never been more stressed in my entire life. And I think a lot of people could probably relate. Like, a lot of people said that uni is harder than A-levels and stuff. Like... A levels was a crazy time in my life. Like we used to re- revise constantly, mm. but now it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I was personally. I get what you're saying, but I feel like for me it was that I peaked at GCSEs. Like GCSEs, I literally put, oh. I put like everything into <laughs> it. I peaked at GCSEs. People take people take GCSEs way too seriously, but no, you but don't know any better. Exactly, that's the thing. I took them so seriously, and obviously it paid <laughs> it paid off. But then, like literally from then onwards it has just been like i like i remember i think because as well like because the the courses that i did for him a level were so much coursework i what did you do um so i ended if i ate two i did english lit history and music i had maths as um drop that immediately (laughs) but like when it got to that point i literally had um I had these people around me that were like retaking ASs or like had um had like all these different exams like for science and stuff and it got to the point I literally had three exams all within the space of four days at the very start of the exam period mm. so it kind of was just like I felt because I'd done so much of a degree and not a degree the the A levels anyway by the time it got to it, I was kind of just like it is what it is <laughs> like yeah. and so I do feel like it was GCSEs I was literally like full on stressing and that was like so many exams that was actually crazy when i think back to it it was like, a lot of exams it's, it's weird. True, like it's true. like how did the how like some people are like three exams in one day like i don't understand how did how did we used to do that yeah, i yeah, actually yeah, don't yeah, understand yeah. yeah honestly yeah because you was literally doing 10 well i did 10 in my gcse season mm. and each exam had at least two each each subject had at least two exams yeah sometimes usually more yeah like I can't lie though I've always been an unserious candidate man I wish I could relate (laughs) have you ever took school seriously do you know what guys so recently I was looking for like I I had to like send off a load of my like certificates from the the onboarding for my new school for my new job and um, I found like a load of like old school reports from like year 3 to year 10 like all of that and I I, honest honest to God every single report 
almost every single class in every single report was, you know, Halima's great. She's she's bright. Blah 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 blah. She's too distracting. She's detra- she distracts herself and she distracts others. She needs to work on not being so chatty. She needs to work on like being more quiet in class. Every si- I sh- oh I was about to I I kid you not every <laughs> single report like. And I thought these guys like couldn't couldn't any of them just clock from earlier that there's something wrong with me? Like did any of or them not, not something like, wrong or like that you might benefit from from some <laughs> special help? Some uh, some yeah. kind of assessment, yeah. yeah, literally. Speaking of which, I had my first ADHD assessment for my work, which is like the first time I've ever had like any kind of like um like me- like medical adjustments for anything in my life. So that's a positive sign after 25 years of being told I'm too destructive finally no it's nice that you're finally getting the assistance that yeah. you need I'm interested by this like report thing Simran what what was like the running theme throughout your reports growing up <laughs> I'm curious as to why you're finding that funny yeah actually. were you like a really bad like um yeah. student or something yeah. yeah yeah i found my i found my key stage four report right so i think i believe that's like up to year 10 or something maybe year 11 um yeah every single one was like she's a distraction she doesn't stop talking in class she distracts all the other kids we need to move her away we move her away she still talks everyone yeah, to move her away too. oh my gosh that's <laughs> um, a surprise and then to be fair know. like I went through a phase, I went through a very like really bad phase. I was not like a good kid for a little while. Like I was on report and stuff. Like I was I was one of those like problem kids for a little while. And I'm not proud of it. At the time it was hilarious. And I look back on it and it still is kind of hilarious. The kind of stuff we would get up Brace to. It, but like man. it would just be me like you know that like, random kid like there's like four kids at the back that just start throwing stuff and they're just like causing havoc for no reason. Yeah, I was one of them. Oh my god. Love to see it. I so like I had to that. go for like weekly meetings of like the head of year and stuff and like it would be like me and like six boys. I'd just be sat there like... <laughs> and I'd have like I'd have like bright orange like nail polish on they'd be like, go take that off and be like, nah. <laughs> Love no. to see it. It was it was rough. Like I now I look back on it and I feel like, how are you even like that? Like I feel like I don't I don't have that in me to be like, that that naughty kid anymore. Like the really naughty kid. Like it's the not a phase, kid. mom. Except it was. <laughs> except it was but then I remember listen I was end of year 10 beginning of year 11 I sat down I sat myself down and I said you are going to pattern up this year and I patterned everything literally, I went literally from that, that like bottom of the class student to like excelling I'd like turned it all around and like, all my it. homework was a long Love time my course like smashed it GCSEs went well like I was like yo all my predicted grades I got like two above all of them wow we love to see it I patterned myself and no one told me to. Like, no one really like put the work in and like mentored me. I I patterned myself. I I stand by that. That's actually sick. Because you know what, guys? You you see me, yeah, even when I was doing my master's at Cambridge, I'm now 23 years old. Imagine, (laughs) this is really bad. It's actually really (laughs) embarrassing. In one of my classes, in my Urdu class, I wasn't allowed to sit next to my friend. How am I 23 years doing my master's at Cambridge and I'm still being moved (laughs) from my friends? Is that not is that not just ridiculous? It is a bit. But like I said, then, it's, it's yeah. actually the theme of my entire school year. Like every single year, like I had at least a couple of classes, a couple of friends who I was just not allowed to sit next to. Mm. I just never thought it would happen in my masters, but here we are. But then it is a case of maybe if you'd got the help that you needed earlier on, like that wouldn't have been, or maybe like it wouldn't have been treated as like a Halima is a problem child. Yeah, like, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. 
Carlos, can you relate? No, I can't really at all. I, I'm very <laughs> shocked <laughs> and dismayed that I'm sharing this radio space with hooligans. <laughs> but no, like literally the whole time, I was never bad the at all. Boy. Yep, and the running theme was always, oh yeah, Carlos is really clever. He just never like he needs he needs to like contribute more. Like, because I just like just to sit there. Oh. I just yeah, but it's just like. I, I was kind of just like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I went into radio. Because I oh. just talk all the time. <laughs> but no, it's, it's way... It used to actually annoy me so much. Because because I was... Because I was good. It wasn't like I was just good. It was like I was trying to be good. I was always trying to, like, be the person that, like, did this. Or, like... No, 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 no. Not like... Not, no, no. Nerd. not not like a suck up but i w- it was basically like i always did stuff because i was like oh if i do things the right way i won't get into trouble like it's sort of it was sort of that mentality mm. so then when i literally was in my mind ticking every box of like the rules <laughs> but and then they were still saying like oh he, he knows that he just needs to like contribute i was just like leave me alone like you're actually annoying me right. yeah, exactly. like, yeah, literally, you, can't, you can't do anything right it's just because i don't I, and it, it's still to this day like Obviously, any um, potential future jobs, like, um, I am a good team member and I love talking <laughs> to other people, but realistically, I am more of, like, an introvert and I just do prefer mm-hmm. kind of getting on with my own mm-hmm. stuff. And especially in a learning environment, like, I did just like to keep to myself and, like, just do... And that worked for me, so that's why it really annoyed me as to why teachers were always like, "Oh no, you need to like start discussing. You need to like put your hand up." I'm just like, "No, I don't. Just let me go. I'll like tick the boxes, get the grades, and then I'll be off." Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's you know. That reminds me that like when I was like in like year nine, ten, bro, the amount I used to fight people in class, not like physically fight people, but like basically because I was. I was never dumb. Like, I was, I had it in my head. I just never applied myself. That's what all my reports said. She knows what she's doing. She doesn't apply herself. Like, she doesn't try. Yeah. So, but like, I had all the info in my head. So, like, I remember being, like, geography, like, English literature class. And then people would say, like, oh, Curly's wife is dressed, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, listen, no. And then I, like, literally just, like, start the most, like, violent, like, verbal discussion. But I'd be making points. Like, I'd be saying, like, I, yeah. She, she was she was talking her thing man like she I was, was, I, was saying that kind of stuff. I was like I was like making all these points but probably just communicating it in a very like attention seeking and inappropriate way that like people were just not vibing with me in class like the people that weren't my friends they were just like man this girl just talks too much oh, but it's interesting to see like where we're at now like if you went back like 10 years to so what we'd be 15 simmering 12 which is weird Wow. But like, <laughs> like, would you like him? Um, would you I like? I haven't changed. Yeah. I haven't changed since I was uh, never in my life. Would you be um, surprised to see the person that you are today? No, no. I always say this about myself. I'm oh, actually, oh my like, god! Yeah, my brand is consistent. Listen, my brand is nothing if not consistent. Fair enough. The Simran, you've from the sounds of it, you've completely like changed. Done a oh my god! In so many ways, I would say I'm a different person. I even if you said look at me were two years ago 100 percent, i'm a different person completely no i do feel i look i feel like i look at you um snapchat memories come up and they're like oh three years ago today Mm. so i look at like three years ago in first year and i just think who was that girl like who was she 
Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a consistent thing, like I see on Twitter, where it's like, you know, like, ev- it, it, pretty much every, I'd say a few years, you kind of look back at yourself, like, two years ago, and I just kind of cringe. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh, God. I can't believe I was like that, like, how did I, how did I, and I, I, it's a good sign to me, I suppose, because it kind of, at least, like, I'm yeah, actually learning right. from stuff. Guys, like... I haven't changed, I have <laughs> not changed, genuinely. Well, let me tell you this picture of me in first year. Oh my gosh. You look the same. Like, yeah, you do look the same. Not... No, but you don't I at the don't... same time. You look That's the same, not me. Not. Let's see it's again. Let, wait, let us see. Show it again. You look the same, but not. <laughs> yeah, your face is is it's kind of the same. Nah. All right, okay, no, nah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've changed best. <laughs> 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 what the hell? I didn't even recognize you. Oh, now, I don't know. I just look at it and I just think, no, it's, it's more than just the physical thing. I just look at it and I'm just like, that's just, who is that? Yeah, it's just because you knew who you were at that time in it and yeah. you perceived that to be so different to what you and, are now. And I thought, I thought I knew who I was at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought I knew so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I've got leopard print hair. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I bet you didn't expect that. No, I did not. But that's a story for another day. Yo, so... Yeah. My plans for after the show cool. is I'm literally going to go to the shop, get snacks, and I'm starting Squid Game with my friends. Yes. Let's talk about it. No spoilers. No wow. spoilers. Well, we were just saying... Right, okay. <laughs> we can't talk yeah. about without spoilers, love. <laughs> if we're okay, Simran. If you, as long as you promise that you're going to watch it by next week, we will have a full yeah. debrief next week, okay? All right. Yeah, because it's, it's really... That, that show is very mad. Like, we actually mm. can't speak about it properly without spoilers. Am I going to be scared? No, 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 no. Uh, no. It depends. I don't think I'm so. a very easily scared person. Yeah, may, maybe. It's not And, it's, it's not and I avoid watching anything that isn't, like, a rom-com or a cartoon because I don't like serious things. It's, that like, really gets it's my mood more, on. like, thriller type than... Yeah, it's, like, an addictive... Is it quite psychological? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like bits of it. Psychological in the sense that it makes you think. Mm. It makes you think, but the show itself isn't like a psychological thriller. Yeah. I get it though, similar. Okay. Like, I, I don't really like things that aren't like <clears throat> funny, but I still like really enjoyed watching it. So I think you definitely. I know people call me a baby, but like I just genuinely, I, I choose not to watch serious things because it really gets my mood down. I just don't like. I'm like that. I'm like that really with traumatic. I'm like that with traumatic stuff. But it's 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 just it's so good. Honestly, I watched it. So my my sister, my sister, one of my cousins, they're massive, massive, like like maniacal K drama, K pop fans. As in, like that's their entire personality. And my sister had been counting down till Squid Game was released. Like so, she sent us like the trailer like months before. And she like showed the whole family. She was like, "We all have to watch." Like she literally just made us all promise to watch it together and stuff. And the night it literally the day it came out, we watched like there's nine episodes. I think we watched the first six episodes like that night. Mm. It's it's literally like it'll have you hooked. It's so yeah. good. No, it's crazy. Um, just to clarify, is it in Korean or English? Korean. It's a K drama. But you, oh, okay. You, so I have you, to put subtitles on. Well, you can put it in English, but don't I, do that. No, I, I disagree. Do I like don't watching it in the language with subtitles. Oh, I put on the English just to see, like, oh, like, is it literally the guy who's talking in some really bad American accent? Yeah, it's always I, the I case. Like, it's always the case with dubbed. Not. I absolutely hate, not. I hate dubbed stuff. I hate like people that happened just... with with a um, money house. I started watching in English because I didn't know you're supposed to watch it in Spanish with subtitles. And then I was watching it and I was like, this is so off. I was yeah, like, this doesn't make is. any sense. Yeah, and I was like, terrible. oh, Spanish. 
Yeah, honestly, it's, it's really bad. Like, but then, have you seen that um, TikTok of there's this girl that watched um, Squid Game? Yeah. And she's saying, like, oh, the subtitles are wrong in a lot of cases. Yeah. And it kind of makes you think, like... <clears throat> Having said that, do you know what? I actually wanted to talk about this um, because... So first and foremost, I, someone else then replied to that and said there's a difference between closed captions and subtitles. And what that girl was referring to was the closed captions. And apparently the subtitles are more accurate. However, having said that, I always... So as someone who, like... English is not my, like, mother tongue, obviously. Like, I when I first started school, like, I didn't even know how to speak English. And um, I speak, like, a number of South Asian languages. I always say, especially to, like, non-Sileti or, like, non-South Asian people, like language is actually such an important part of like how we perform our identity because i personally feel as though like people who don't understand sileti will never truly like really understand me or like understand who i am and my person because there are like aspects of who i am and my identity and my personality that i can't perform unless I'm doing so in, in the Sileti language, because there are certain things like, like, for example, sometimes like my friends will be at my house, like like my, my white friends will be at my yard. And then if I'm having a conversation with my mum and afterwards they'll be like, oh, what was said? And it's like, I can't tell you. I can't even tell you because there's no translation. Do you know what I mean? Like there are some things that you just cannot translate. So me personally, I've always grappled with this like difficulty between like jumping between languages and different different expressions of self between languages and like, I've just honestly come to the resolution that sometimes you just have to accept that there are certain things that you're just not going to understand because of language barriers, you know? Mm. <clears throat> so I suppose in that sense, like, there's only so much you can do in terms of the subtitles. Yeah, honestly. But I don't know how much of it is, like, deliberate because that video that we saw, mm. that person was talking about, like, again, like, we probably have to, t- to touch on it properly next week, but they were yeah. talking about, like, ideological things in the show in it, so... yeah. But yeah, we'll close the book on Squid Game there because I don't want to give anything away to Simran. But yeah. if telling you now, Simran, if you haven't watched by next week, we are discussing it. No, you're just oh, gonna have to log God. out. You're just gonna have to log out. Sorry, love. But she's I gonna just, be here. Um, she's gonna have to log out of the studio. Oh, oh just damn! You can just go way outside. <laughs> but like, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm not very. I'm not on trend when it comes to series and stuff. Like, I'm very like. I'm either really behind or I don't watch it at all. And I just can't relate to what anyone ever says. This is unescapable yeah. i'm seeing spoilers everywhere like i literally see it on my time and i scroll past it really fast but the like, thing is though the thing is though it's so it's so binge worthy i don't think you're gonna struggle to finish it in a week like i said i watch literally six episodes of one is it just one one series yeah it's nine episodes one nine episode yeah. nine hours like you can do that easy in a week i'll, I'll yeah. be surprised if you're not at least halfway through by this evening by the time <laughs> you're done today oh god yeah it's okay. really binge worthy I'm gonna have to watch Spongebob after that's my thing whenever <laughs> I watch something serious I watch an episode of Spongebob afterwards because it just like calms me down yeah fair enough um, we wanted to just spend a bit of time now just speaking about a bit more of a serious topic <laughs> speaking um, of trauma yeah speaking of and again reasons why the UK isn't that great in our opinion yeah. trigger warning um, yeah about gendered violence sexual violence yeah, so obviously this week saw the sentencing of um, Sarah Everard's um, murderer mm-hmm. and he received a whole life order, <coughs> which means that he will never be considered for release from prison. But as part of the trial, I think it was revealed that he actually... Um, a lot of things were revealed. Yeah, he actually put 
um, Sarah Everard in handcuffs under yeah. the pretense of her being arrested for breaking yeah. COVID restrictions. Yeah. And she must have believed that he was an actual... Well, the thing is, he was a police officer. He was officer. a police officer. He yeah. must she thought believed, it was a lawful yeah, arrest, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah. So, obviously, that's caused a bit of a bit more... Well, I mean, there was already a massive uproar when the whole thing was ever ever had happened, but, like, it's caused a lot more... Um, discourse surrounding this topic of how like distrust of the police and I just would like to say first of all in my opinion that the even if you weren't going to um go for the side of abolition or Mm. whatever the way that the Met has responded to this whole thing just doesn't make any sense like Literally, I've seen like tweets on their page, like saying that like, what to do if you don't suspect, like if it's, you suspect it's, that it's police insane. officer isn't real. It's like, crazy. why are you not telling me like what you're actually gonna do to help prevent this from happening again? Like, it's crazy. It's actually crazy because now they're 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 reaching so much. They're they're the the grapple to like to to make amends is so like desperate. They're now going to the extent of saying things like, oh, if you you know, don't believe a police officer is making a lawful arrest or if you suspect someone might not be a legit police officer, flag down a bus. Yeah, run away. Run away. Like, call the mm. police to save you from the police. Ask like, to use their radio to speak to someone. That is, I, like, how, I don't understand, like, I'm sorry, but, like, if you look at the case of, like, Sarah Everard, right, that guy, that man, he, he was a psychopathic murderer. He had planned out what he was going to do Nothing, her jumping on a bus, her asking, oh, can I use your radio? Her calling 999 was not going to help her in any way. That None of that. Like, if, if if a man has gone to an extent where he has made preparations to go out and do what he did to that poor woman, I'm sorry, you're not going to stop them by trying to run away or call 999. Mm. And another thing as well is that a lot of the advice that the Met have been given has been in regards to if she suspects someone is not a legit police officer, but the thing was her murderer was a legit police officer. That's what we need to address. We need to address how, how the institution and the state empowers police forces so much to the point where they are able, they have that power already. It's not as though someone has to don the power. It's not as though they're putting on a costume to be able to wield the power. They are, they are bestowed with that power. That power is enshrined in their, in their role. Mm. Right. That's what we need to speak about. We need to speak about, like, at the very, 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 very least, like, like reducing police control and police authority. At the very least, that's what we need to yeah. speak about. Or even, like, you'd expect them to have maybe put out a statement about improving screening processes or something like that in terms of the people what? that yes, they actually exactly. hire. Exactly. I haven't heard any of that. All I've heard is, like, people need to do this. That poli- the, onus the, po- is, the onus is on, on, on us. Yeah, the as police civilians. boss in Yorkshire that said... Um, women need to learn to be more streetwise. Like, what does that even mean? Like, how are you, how are you how saying exactly, that? Exactly, like, exactly. Like, I don't understand. Like, in like this line of questioning is is extremely like it is so insulting anyway. But you know what? For argument's sake, cool. Let's talk through what happened. What should that woman have done in that instance? If that is the line of argument that you're going to follow, where you're saying women need to be more street smart, cool. You tell me. In that instance, what should she have done? Where she believes yeah. that she was being that someone, a police officer was make a legit police officer was making a lawful arrest. What should she have yeah. done? Even if she thought something was a bit off, 
Yeah, if, what if, country if, have done? Yeah, literally, if you flag down a bus, run away, whatever, he's just gonna say, "Oh, she did this." Exactly, like, exactly, literally. exactly. Like you can't, you can't. Like the power that is vested within the police is formidable. They have too much authority. They have too much power. Like you cannot. Mm. It's it's ridiculous. And like the screening thing that you said, absolutely yes, because this man was literally yeah. known as the rapist. Yeah, he was, um, I think he had been arrested or had received some kind of charge in 2015 for indecent exposure. How is someone who has been like involved and stuff like that managed to get in control of the police, being managed to get like in control of a gun actually? Because I know in the days following, um, following the murder, he actually said to the people, oh, I'm suffering from stress. I don't want to handle a gun anymore. Why was he <laughs> able to handle a gun in the first place? And yeah. also, I know that five current serving police officers um, are currently being investigated for sharing homophobic, misogynistic and racist yeah, um, messages yeah. with him. Like, it's, uh... As in, it was a thing. He was literally nicknamed the rapist, which, first of all, what on earth kind of nickname is that? Like, why is that someone something that you're nicknaming someone as a, as as like a term of endearment? It's 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 sick. It's yeah. actually sick. And then secondly, if someone has been able to like gain the nickname rapist, is there not something a little bit like should, should you might not be looking mm. into that? Like, it's it's actually crazy. And you know, we're talking about like the Met, right? Because the Met have tried to pose it as like <clears throat> an individual problem, right? And they're not understanding that it's an it's an institutional problem. I've got a statistic. So more than 750 Met police employees have faced sexual misconduct misconduct allegations since 2010. Yeah. And only 83 of them have been sacked. Which were, I, and, and, I and, saw a tweet of six a month since 2010. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And also, I want to, I just want to like bring to attention the fact that this is the number that the police felt safe to report. Mm. I don't. I do not believe by any means that this is the actual accurate number. I think this is the number that they thought was okay. We can get away with reporting this. Mm. Like it just makes you think. Like how how any... it's just ridiculous. I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. No, no, no force in the world should be vested with that much power and authority. Any thoughts, Simran? <clears throat> I. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't. I can't. I can't get that. And not only can I not get my head around this, but I just agree with everything you guys are saying. Like it's just mm. <sighs> it's scary it's... times. It, I think the thing that's also I think <laughs> insulting as well is the fact that um, people are now kind of realizing this. Yo, now. I was just ab- I was like, just yeah. about to bring. Literally, I was just about to bring this up. Yeah, it's 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 mental because you see now now everyone understands reform, innit? Now everyone understands the the case for abolition, even if they don't necessarily agree. At least they now understand it, right? Yeah. Now people understand how the police are able to misuse and abuse their power, yeah. right? And it's and it's so, it's so interesting. It's actually so interesting, like the the discourse that has been like arising from this case, because it's on the one hand, like when it was you know like <clears throat> ethnic minorities that were coming forward to say like the police are abusive. They're a state of like they're they're a state instrument of you know to enact racism and sexism and sexual violence and racial violence and gendered violence. No one was listening then, first and foremost. So you man are now you're you're seeing it now with your own eyes, isn't it? And secondly, the fact that even the things that they're saying about the 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 Met's own advice about you know resisting arrest or like running away or or all of these things, who is that advice for? Yeah. 
who is that advice for? Because imagine a black man is trying to resi- resist arrest. Imagine a black man tries to run away from the police. What's going to happen? Yeah. Like, literally, what's going to happen? I don't like pursuing this line of, like, argument, but let's be realistic, guys. What is going to happen? There's a high percentage chance that they are going to lose their life. You know, at the very least, be very, very hurt. off, and, and at the very least, face much harsher consequences. Yeah. Right? Like, this isn't resisting an arrest to charge. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think right. so. <laughs> so literally, how are you meant to tell between yeah, those literally, two things? Literally, literally. Like, it's not... Th- the advice that they're given is just so... It's so... It's insulting, to be honest. Like, it's just... It's so ridiculous. And it's really... It's really kind of like... I think I spoke last week or the week before about, like... Um, I spoke about, like, you know, the, the grievable lives and things like that. And what makes a life grievable is the fact that the life needs to be valuable in the first place. And those things are along, like, racial lines, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really sad, like, again, like, the, the sympathy and the outrage that people are giving to Sarah Everard, absolutely 100%, because what happened to her was disgusting, it was horrific. But also, you can't, like, people now care about police violence because they understand that this is a case where the fact that she was white did not protect her, mm. right? And I don't believe that the people who are now speaking out about police violence didn't know police violence before. They didn't believe in police violence, that they, they were completely ignorant. I don't believe that that's the case. I believe that they, they understood there was this issue and this debate about police violence and they chose not to engage because they thought their whiteness would protect them. And now they're realising that there are going to be some instances where their whiteness is not going to protect them. And it's only now that they're, just, they're choosing to engage with this debate and it's not sympathy it's subjectivity that's what it is you know another um, (coughs) case for this if you if you're still thinking oh i don't still don't see the need for like abolition even if you're going to think from the perspective of actual police officers i saw one tweet again this is a tweet um about someone saying that um I've forgotten her name, but she's actually Indian and she used to be quite high up in the Metropolitan Police Force, I believe. And she was speaking about how um, female police officers often don't, in the Met, often don't come forward and speak out against their male colleagues because they are literally quite scared of them ganging up on them and then leaving them in a dangerous situation whilst they're out at work. Like, as in leaving them, like, for the dog sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like... Obviously, again, like, we've got to be kind of critical of um, all police members when we're looking at this as an institution. But at the same time, it does make you even think, like, with regards to within the even institution, <laughs> that these female members, like, don't even feel comfortable to come forward and talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is just a mess. And I think it's even worse as well when you consider that the um, the person who's running the Met Police is a woman herself like this one okay listen i need to talk about this this crested a dick yeah she must have the dirtiest profile on these politicians because there's no way she has been messing up so much coming to talk nonsense and no one has called for her resignation she actually must have dirt on these guys that must that's the only explanation that i can fathom Uh, i mean speaking of politicians as well i just want to say like from my opinion i'm a bit disappointed that literally the labor conference was this week and they have Keir starmer going like on about like police this friend police friend labor friends of police like don't get me started on him yeah don't get me started on him because if i talk like i'm not going to be back on loud on radio if i talk about that man let's move on but also you have the fact that the Tory conference is currently happening in Manchester, which I don't, I've never really understand why it takes place in Manchester. Yeah. But um, 
<laughs> I think it's happening like near the Midland. And um, one of my friends is walking through town and they said like there's literally so many police about like with snipers and stuff. And apparently oh like a cyclist <laughs> turned down the wrong lane or something. And like six of them or something like jumped on him and handcuffed them and then let them go after a bit. It's like literally what? Like, you might have nothing of, better to yeah, do. Yeah, like, in the seriously. Of any, everything that's going on as well. Like, uh, I don't know. Any final words, Simran? It's just a rotten institution, isn't oh, it? Life is crazy, in our, man. In our opinion. <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, life is crazy. This island sucks. That's what I mean. Yeah. The weather sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to what's it called Jeju Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched another film the other day, uh, and it was the, the, the police officer. It was some Korean film. And it was the police officer. They was in Jeju Island in that in that film. Oh. You're right. We're on air currently. Just one second. Okay, we're gonna wrap things up there, guys. <laughs> Got some visitors. Yeah. Our fans are waiting for us. <laughs> but yeah, we will see you um, guys <laughs> next week, and we will have Simran in the studio with us. Yeah, guys, for the first time in like three months. I know it's gonna be fun. We're gonna. We're just going to have a good time, guys. And also, we... What was I going to say? It's going to be a week to my birthday, so that's good as well, obviously. Exciting. Very important time of year. And, yeah, you should definitely continue to tune in. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, at Mango Masala Radio. Um, and also, congratulations to the winners of our giveaway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, big congrats. Um, to people who want like Jay Sean photo and cookies <laughs> and foil art prints and all that. So yeah, let us know if you want us to do something like that in the future. And yeah, we're going to finish things off with a bit of Imran Khan. Oh, that's my guy. I love Imran Khan. Guys, I need to say this. I love Imran Khan. I love him. The new Imran Khan. Oh, I'm not really, I don't, listen, you know that album, the album where that Amplify and Bill Alpha was on, what's it called again? I don't know. That, I mean, that album to, to this day slaps. To this day, it slaps. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love him. Well, we're actually going to play his latest single, which is called They Don't Like It. Uh. And this actually had a line that I unfortunately had to censor that was F the police. Oh, which obviously, my guy. Um, no comment, but in the <laughs> current political climate, quite hey, appropriate. Hey. <laughs> in, in, in their opinion. Hey, ye, hey, ye. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.